You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team, we'll talk about your least favorite team, and everybody in between, and we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello everyone and welcome back to the one and only Fly Perbole. I am your host Steve Jaco. How you doing Fly Paniacs? Hanging in there? I hope you're doing alright. Well, I'm doing okay. Joining me today, Eamon Smith, and we have lots to talk about, but the first thing I need to talk about are my recent adventures in New York City, the only place to get pizza and bagels, as we all know that it's impossible to get them anywhere else. And what I really wanted to bring up to Eamon on on this front was I he's you've mentioned side talk to me quite a few times on this program at this point. And I have not indulged myself and watched Side Talk yet, and then I finally did that after returning from New York, and yeah, that is <laughs> pretty damn funny. It certainly is something, right? I don't, I don't know that it, we we would necessarily say it's good or bad, but it's something. Um, I'm I'm coming to you, by the way, good listeners, live from my automobile because I'm home from for the holidays and uh my house is a cacophony of awful noises specifically uh dogs barking garages opening up uh parents yelling and trying to talk to me while i'm in the middle of (laughs) recording uh so it honestly is just easier for me to sit in my vehicle and record this show hopefully the audio comes out okay but uh yeah, New York is an interesting place. Um, been there plenty of times, and the people the people sure are something. I think my favorite story that I think of is um, when we were at a grocery store. I can't remember where it was. Uh, this was... I had to be, like, 15 at this point. Somebody... I was, I was in an aisle. It was tight. It's New York. Everything is small. And somebody just like shoved me into the wall on their way to go get toilet paper or something and i just i will never forget that i was like what the hell like (laughs) they went out of their way to push me i don't understand it and then you see all sorts of stuff like uh the saxophone battles on the subway or eric andre turning himself into a fruit loops bowl so new york pretty crazy place Sadly, did not see eric andre turning himself into a bowl of fruit loops on on this trip the subway, the subway was fairly tame by New York standards. It was, I was almost disappointed, but not really because, you know, who really wants a, a crazy subway encounter? It was pretty tame. There was one guy who was definitely high out of his mind who was just bumping into people, but, you know, 
that was pretty much the extent of the subway craziness. But the my favorite guy I saw the entire weekend. We went to this like craft show, kind of like sidewalk. Well, not quite a sidewalk sale, but you know, small local vendors teaming up in a a space to sell their wares. And one of the vendors has a bunch of teacups set up. And this guy walks in, and he just comes up and he goes, "What is this?" <laughs> And it was just like a very like it almost reminded me of like Brian Fellow from from SNL, the Tracy Morgan character goes, I'm Brian Fellow, <laughs> but not quite that sassy, more of like a, almost a Spike Lee voice where it's just like, what is this? And they were like, it's tea. And his response is to buy. <laughs> yeah. What else would you do with that? What the hell? And they kind of just look at each other and look back at the guy and go, Yes. And he just walks away. <laughs> That's the whole encounter right there. What is this? <laughs> okay. I'm I like, glad you I like came how in. he's like disappointed with them. Kind of. It's implied. He's like, what the, what the fuck are you trying to do? Here? Like, was he thinking it's free tea samples? Like, you know, I'm really looking out for this, this peppermint right here. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. It's very strange. I enjoyed that interaction. And then what I enjoyed less was when, so that was in Brooklyn where that happened. And then we got to Manhattan and what I enjoyed far less was the fact that it was SantaCon in Manhattan. And if you're not familiar with SantaCon, it's when pretty much everybody from the suburbs comes into New York, dresses up like Santa Claus or an elf or something and gets shit face plastered. Oh boy. This sounds like Wing Bowl, but for New York. <laughs> it's kind of like Wing Bowl in the respect that everybody's shit face plastered. I would compare it more, and I'm sure this is also similar to New York, to St. Patrick's Day in Philadelphia. And I'm sure Chicago, it's the same way. Pretty much any any city, any major city with a large Irish population around the city, it becomes an absolute horror on St. Patrick's Day. And... SantaCon was very similar to St. Patrick's Day where everybody's wearing Santa stuff and they're already like getting sick in the streets and like midday and just going around. We were we were basically like navigating Manhattan to get to we, we took a bus to and from New York and the bus picked us up at Hudson Yards. So we were navigating to Hudson Yards and just every block Santa Santa Santa's and there was one guy where it was just like, they were really, you know, pretty plastered and they were trying to figure out the next one. And they were not happy with, I guess, where they were headed to. And they're like, it's called Audible to Scores. All right. <laughs> All that Audible, my man. Go nuts. I mean, look, if, if it makes you happy, cool. Enjoy yourself. Don't hurt anybody. But my God, what a shit show it was, especially for somebody just walking around. Ah, uh, God, this, those, those drunks in the street. We watched a video. Was it a video or was it? No, I, it was an article we read where it was like the, the worst of SantaCon and just like all these stories from the past <laughs> few years. But I don't know what it is. Like St. Patty's Day is one thing where everybody's dressed in green. You kind of come to expect that, right? And there's something completely more bizarre and weird to me about Santa's coming and being an asshole to you while drunk. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's that's such a weird fucking concept, honestly. Um, and I, I don't even know what to do with this information now. I didn't really know this was a thing until you started talking about it. And 
now I'm just mildly terrified at the concept of going to New York at the wrong time of the year and stepping out in the street and being like, oh God, there's so much vodka Gatorade, like colored vomit everywhere. <laughs> now, if you thought it was bad enough when the guy just shoved you in the store at random, imagine if he was dressed like Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. <laughs> just Merry Smoking Christmas. Smoking a cigarello. <laughs> just has a cigar in his mouth. Hey. Did you see that Knicks game the other night? Merry Christmas. Pretty much, yeah. It, it, it ain't that far off. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'm sorry that you had to experience that, but, you know, uh, <laughs> sometimes it's not bad to get a little bit of uh, multicultural flavor in life, like the culture of New York, I guess. <laughs> the culture of New York, exactly. I mean, look, you know, it's it's what you get through side talk, the culture of New York, and then you get it through... Real life experiences, just walking around for miles upon miles upon miles. I just feel like every time I go to New York, I, I'm just walking forever in a day, and it's just the most exhausting thing in the world. <laughs> like I wore new shoes on this trip, and just like it, it destroyed my my feet. Like we're walking around with friends, and I'm lagging around in the back, going, "Can can we just stop and?" Like, do anything sitting for an hour, please. You wanted the, the segue. You needed the segue, Steve. You weren't touristy enough. That's what you missed out on. A rookie That's mistake a, there, right. though, to wear the new shoes. Can't do that. Or jazzy. I get a jazzy. Oh, my God. You need, you need a pedal tavern. You need a pedal tavern. Like oh, you that's would still too much work for me. <laughs> Nashville. God. I... Did you know that... Oh, Nashville. Yeah. Oh, my God. Nashville. I was almost by just... Any mode of transportation that you can think of to carry drunks around, Nashville has it. It's It's got either bars mounted on it or stripper poles, one of the two. <laughs> and and every, everything you could possibly conceive. A tractor with a bar mounted on it, yes. Yep, saw that. Uh, a school bus with the top taken off with stripper poles in it, yes. <laughs> saw that, yeah. Uh, military vehicle, saw yeah. that. Yeah, like old army trucks and stuff like that. Uh, and of course, the pedal, you know, the pedal bar that was yeah, uh, the pedal very tavern. Popular. Yeah, the pedal taverns are everywhere. And then now a they lot have, of them playing Shania Twain. They have fucking boats now, Steve. Boats. They have boats, <laughs> like pedal boats that you can drink on, and they'll just take you up and down uh, the Cumberland River right around the city. It's wild. Holy shit, boats! Oh, and it's I'm great at boats. I, it's I, I that is wild to me. I and they have those scooters everywhere that everybody yeah, rides that's around you. on. And I almost saw somebody get completely run over in traffic while being a jackass on one of those scooters. Like, he got down and sat on his ass on the scooter and started riding it around into traffic. Like, and I'm just looking back in horror as I thought this guy was going to get plastered. And it just would change my life being that traumatic of a thing to witness yeah <laughs> thankfully he was okay and this was at two o'clock in the afternoon mind you because nashville yeah. is just insanity i stayed around the corner from is it bridgestone arena yeah yeah i stayed around the corner the tire from barn yeah yes exactly so i stayed around the corner from there and that's the whole uh broadway strip right and it's just my god that's that's still the wildest scene I've ever seen was just that entire strip just sheer madness and insanity and I, I was impressed but I was also terrified it's it's a wonderful yet horrible place especially somebody who's from here because you're just like you walk up there you're like oh look at these fucking tourists they're everywhere <laughs> they're just like 
they're all these ladies in their pink cowboy hats and boots and everything. And they're like, look at me. I'm a country star. I'm, I'm going into tootsies or whatever. It's just like, yeah, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> this is all what I saw. The entire sure. So many bachelorette <laughs> parties. Oh, man. God only knows what will happen if Flyers fans are able to attend that game in late March. That the Flyers Predators game could be a real shit show when you combine the the Philly and the Nashville together into one dis- one just terrifying mold. Still advocating for a Broad Street hockey trip to Nashville so that I don't have to fly up to Philadelphia because I'm a college student. I am poor, so <laughs> that's true. That's true. Right? <laughs> I I am slightly less poor than you, so I'll, I'll I, I guess we could make that work. But we'll try to it's work all something out. But- It is all relative. Unfortunately, it's a big if right now. And I think it's been a big if for the last year and a half. It's almost two years at this point. Look at that segue. (laughs) That's what I do. That's what I do. Because uh, unfortunately, folks, as much as we want it to go away and stop being a thing, COVID-19 is not magically going away. We might try to wish it away. It's not happening. And the newest variant is spreading like crazy. And it's... You know, it's rough out there and we can't control this. It's a virus. We can't control this. We could only do the best we can to keep ourselves healthy and happy and safe. And one of those measures that a lot of cities have taken on, uh, specifically the city I was in last weekend, uh, New York, is vaccine mandates. And Philadelphia is going to be undergoing a vaccine mandate starting on the 3rd of January. And I... I I'm very happy about this because as a a vaccinated person who wants to be kept safe from COVID, this going into a bar or restaurant that checks my vaccination status makes me feel much more comfortable. And there was, I I understand to a degree the, the pushback that people give this, right? But like, for me, this is a very good thing. I'm very happy about this because it has been a shit show. But the biggest controversy here is that the Wells Fargo Center falls under this mandate. The Wells Fargo Center is going to have to start checking vaccine uh, records when people come in for events. And this isn't just the Flyers, this is the Sixers, this is concerts, uh, I guess monster truck rallies, whatever the hell happens in the Wells Fargo Center on a given night, Disney on ice, those things are going to be subject to having your vaccination card checked. And, you know, people were kind of angry at the flyers for this yesterday and number one please don't be angry because this is just trying to keep you safe but also number two like this isn't the flyers decision very clearly if this was the flyers decision it would have been implemented months ago it would have been implemented at the start of the season clearly it's not the flyers decision this is the city of philadelphia's decision and i have been to uh i think three events at the wells fargo center since covid started And that was the alumni game, the Bruins game, and the Hurricanes game. And I I felt okay at the alumni game, because that's probably, I don't know, 40% of the stadium is full for that. Not that many people, not a big deal. But the Bruins game and the Hurricanes game are, those were fairly full houses. And there is a mask mandate for the Wells Fargo Center. People are supposed to wear masks in the Wells Fargo Center nobody's wearing a goddamn mask in the Wells Fargo Center. They'll check it on the way in and they'll annoy the shit out of people. But once you're in, people take them right off. Barely anybody's wearing them. I look like a weirdo wearing it in the stadium and I get looks for it and stuff like that. And I I think that's kind of fucked up, but whatever. Uh, Regardless, 
this is what the policy is going to be. And there is nothing we can do to stop this. And, you know, I'm very happy about this. As I said, I, I, I'm going to feel much safer. I've not felt safe at these Flyers games. And the reason, you know, the mask mandate is needed for this is because there is food and beverages served at these events. And you got you can't eat it through a mask. <laughs> you, know? you just can't. I, and I, I just like, I hate that people are going to give shit to the, the poor employees at the Wells Fargo Center for this. You know, don't give these people shit. These pe- I say this all the time. Do not give these people shit. They do not deserve your shit for this. This is not their policy. It's yeah. just what the city is doing to keep people safe. And it's scary out there. I mean, these numbers are going up again. We've had lost way too many people in this country and around the world to COVID-19. So I urge you all... And I've said this repeatedly, but I will say it again. I urge you all to get vaccinated. Look up the science on it. Look up the facts, you know, and talk to a doctor. Talk to a qualified medical professional about this if you have concerns. If not, please wear your mask. And look, if you can't get into a hockey game because of this, it is what it is. You're going to have to deal with that. Yeah, don't compare this to the Holocaust. Uh, like, Like somebody... Huh somebody on twitter did because jesus christ the fact that that's a real person i mean this isn't the first time i've seen somebody do that type of shit because in nashville when all the bars got shut down or like when this this was i want to say almost a year ago now there was some lady who was making like stars of david patches uh holy shit that is so incredibly fucked up yeah yeah and like selling them as if People who were not getting vaccinated or not wearing masks were being oppressed like people who were being put in concentration camps, which is just, I mean, it's one thing if, and I still disagree with you staunchly if you're like, I don't want to get vaccinated, but it's a completely different story if you're one of these morons who's like, you're putting dog muzzles on our children, or this is the government trying to indoctrinate people into the system. Uh, or like, uh, you know, put us in concentration camps or kill us with bioweapons. Like, what? I mean, that's that's shit that you're actually seeing, though. And I've seen some Flyers fans on Twitter out themselves as some of these folks where it's like, wow, like, you would sell out the Jews in the attic or Jewish people in the attic uh, yeah, I, I know the exact tweet you're talking during, about here during the Holocaust. And it's like, are you are you really this out of touch with reality, sir? Like, Jesus Christ, man! It's 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 so tough that this is the world we live in, where people are saying that kind of shit in public. And I really wish that we could put a face to and a name to that tweet there, and make that person actually kind of own up to what they said because. Can almost guarantee if they had to actually say that in public, they wouldn't. Or if they did and they repeated it again, they're just like certifi- certifiably insane. I I don't know how you say that, but no, that it, you're right. Certifiably insane is just like such an asinine thing to say, and not to call attention to the name of this podcast, but it's just like such a hyperbolic statement. It, it's just it, you're just going past the point of reason. It is not something that any rational person should ever compare. It's just it, 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 uh, it makes me so upset, and I just don't understand why people have to be this way. It's ah. Uh, 
Ugh. Ah. But I, I don't know, man. It's just like... And also, the other thing that bugged me was... um, And this was a more of a, a minor annoyance, or these, like, jokes about, like, attendance going down. Like, oh, you know, like, uh... What was it? Oh, you, oh, they weren't drawing money people before. It's going to get really bad now. I would be insanely concerned if that many people are unvaccinated and have been going to games. I would be wildly concerned if that was the case. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, look at the demographic of Philly sports fans. You think that these are people who are making smart decisions? They root <laughs> for the Flyers. They spend their money on them. Like, it, can you imagine? Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not, I'm not living in Philly, so I'm not paying as close attention to this stuff, but I don't think the Eagles have a vaccine mandate yet. Can you fucking imagine what that would look like? <laughs> well, I guess the Eagles don't have it, and th this, for a note for people that are, exactly, they're outdoors. If they were an indoor stadium, they would have to have this mandate. But... Oh yeah, but like, I'm just talking about, look at, look at who goes to Eagles games. <laughs> like, that's, that's the most... I'm going to like swap spit with somebody screaming at each other's faces <laughs> part of Philadelphia sports. So can can you even imagine like half the stadium's season tickets would be on the market because these people would be so upset about the vaccine mandate. They'd be like, well, I'm not going to any other games this year. I'm just going to watch on the TV. Or maybe it'd be the reverse and all these people will get vaccinated and that's what we have to do is just have the Eagles mandated. Well, that's that's what I want to happen. That's what I want. I would love if I, I would think that would be so, so stupid if you're like, well, guess I got to do I, it. I got to see the Flyers in person. Guess I got to get the vaccine. Like, if that's the reason you got it, I think you're such a moron. But guess what? Yeah, did it. That's all I care about. Like, I've seen some people who have been like, well, I don't think I'm going to get it, but I'm going to get it because somebody I care about and, like, live with is is vulnerable. Okay, I still think your reasoning is flawed, but I'm glad you're getting it. That's all I care about. I want people to get it. I want people because, you know, more people that get it, the closer we are to really kicking this thing and, and making it... I don't want to say beating it, but, you know, like at least making it a little safer for people out there. And that's the words I'm looking for. But look, if you're really that concerned about not being able to get into a Flyers game because you have to show a little piece of paper, which by the way, you can very easily, they accept pictures of it on your phone. All you have to do is save it to your favorites, have your ID and you show them those two things and you're golden. But if you don't want to do that huge hassle right there, Stay home and keep your dumbass safe if you aren't vaccinated. TVs are pretty big these days. This is true. And you, you make a good point there that if your vaccine card gets caught in the washing machine or something, that you're not screwed. Wonder who it's I'm talking about with that one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big problem out there. Just take a picture of it. I take a picture of it or you can get a little heart button. You can get a PDF or something online that you can show for proof. There's all sorts of ways around this. Don't think that the people who are issuing these cards are not trying to idiot proof this shit because the fact that we're even like doing incentives and stuff for this is idiot proofing in itself. There's plenty of that going on. So if, if you lose it or have it get in the wash or something like that. Do not use that as an excuse. Not that that's like the important part because you're vaccinated. So that's cool. I guess you're protecting people, but 
Don't let that prevent you from going to Flyers games. That's dumb. Like, just just find a way around it. If you really cared that much, you'd be able to find a way around it. But yeah, uh, you heard it here first from Flyperbole. If you do not go to Flyers games because you are not vaccinated, uh, well, first off, that's kind of dumb. And, and second off, I'm just going to try to use this as a childish motivator to get you to go. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> not a real fan. Yeah, you're not exactly a diehard right there. Like, I'm not going to miss you. I'm not going to miss you. Guess what? I'll spread my legs out in the seat where your dumbass was supposed to be. Okay? I ain't going to miss you. Bye. Steve, just getting real comfortable in the stands. I mean, I'm not saying that, like... I would love to get comfortable I'm in the sure, stands. I'm because... sure there are Flyers fans who haven't been going to games in person for other reasons where I would never call you, like, a fake fan or whatever. But if that's the reason that you're prevented from going... I don't think you care about the Flyers as much as you'd like to pretend you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's just... If you... (laughs) Like, I understand if it's the opposite. You don't want to go because you're worried about being exposed to COVID because they nobody wears the masks in there. They're not checking anything. It is just... Once people are in, there's maybe a handful of people still wearing masks. And... It's not comfortable. It's not great. And look, I get you don't want to wear a mask while you're watching a hockey game. I totally get it. It is an inconvenience, but so is getting sick with COVID. That's a way bigger inconvenience. Yeah, an inconvenience is a, you know, a word for what that is, because Jesus, I mean. It's a horrific thing. It's, you know. It kicks your ass, man. Kicks your ass. It's killed far too many people far too many people it's just a disgrace how many people have died because of covid and let's keep each other safe let's be kind to each other let's do the right thing that's all i'm asking is people to do the right thing and stop bitching and complaining about this okay look is what it is if you don't want to go stay home watch that big ass tv order some takeout honestly might be the optimal way to enjoy this team and you spend less money on them which, if you're one of those people, and I'd say there's a considerable overlap here, uh, who's constantly talking about how ownership is cheap and they're purposely making the team bad uh, and refusing to let them <laughs> tank and all this other stuff, which, like, again, some of this might be a little bit true, but, like, do you know that? Or are you just making wild inferences? This is the question. Uh but yeah, if you're flying on is so worried about the Flyers deep state over here. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, if you're if you're part of that group, uh, then just don't give them your money. Just stay home and watch on the TV and eat some nice cheesesteaks or hoagies or whatever you people eat. I don't know. <laughs> you got it. That's the majority. Wings. Wings. Well, are well I'm not referring to you, Steve. This is a separate species of here. Like, <laughs> well, if they're in. They're in the tri-state area here. They're probably eating those things. Yeah, th- those too. But like, I'm trying to go down the list here. So, Italian bakeries, like, uh, soft pretzels. You the, the, yeah, the salted pretzels, pretzels from the side of the road. Um, oh, soft pretzels, not so. Well, they're they're, they're are salted, salted, but we call them soft pretzels. Soft, yeah, yeah. Uh, crab fries. <laughs> you know, n- notably uh, easy to spill down a staircase. Crab fries, but oh yeah, I've spilled many a crab fry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, just, just stay home y'all. Um, just stay home, just stay home. And so this leaves the flyers as uh one of the team, I think a little bit under half the league does not have policies. That's probably more than half has a fax policy at this point. The remaining teams are Arizona, Carolina, Columbus, Dallas, 
Florida, Minnesota, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Vegas, and Washington. And I also wanted to note, I don't give a shit about the attendance, right? I don't care, right? These are, oh no, the millionaires aren't making, the billionaires aren't making more money, oh no. But here's the thing, Canadian teams, Chicago, Boston, Colorado, St. Louis, the Islanders, Seattle Kraken, National Predators, they all seem to have fine attendance with their policies in place. But also, who cares? I just to correct something a little bit here. So the Predators originally had a mandate in place. And then as the season has gone on, they have since rescinded that mandate. Um, ah. And now they just have some rules in place. But I, I'll I'll say this. I mean, we live in an area where there's been some of the most insanely outspoken Vax resistance in the country and the attendance was actually pretty bad for the beginning of the season now some of that was definitely due to the fact that the Preds had no expectations this year and I still don't know that they're actually like a really good team as opposed to just a half decent team but I mean they're more watchable than the Flyers uh but yeah that that did I think affect attendance and then as the season has gone on and the mandate got lifted more people did come into the building but again, to your point, who the fuck cares? The most important thing here is to keep people from getting sick. Like, attendance is nice and it's cool to have that atmosphere. And I, I personally am somebody where I think the most important part of sports is not, you know, the kind of experience of watching the game as much as sharing it with people and being around people who enjoy the same thing as you and this sort of almost cultish tribal like way but in a way that's not causing any violence most of the time but like the arena stuff is not essential you can live without it i'm almost certain that there have been times in your life if you're a listener here where you have not gone to every single game of every single team that you've watched for an entire season uh just taking a wild guess there so it if it does affect attendance Again, first off, like if you're trying to stick it to Comcast, good job. You did it. Congrats. And second off, it doesn't really matter that much. And that building was not that full to begin with. So whatever. I think you'd do a better job sticking it to Comcast by canceling your cable subscription, to be honest. No, now we're getting crazy here, Steve. Don't tell people You want to get that. nuts? Let's get nuts. Yeah, I mean, if people... I, I don't think uh, a lot of the people who are anti-Comcaster smart enough to figure out that you can use a vpn and espn plus to watch out of market games but you know <laughs> uh well sadly the covid situation as far as hockey goes has been very bad in the past few days and it, it seems to be getting worse morgan frost left the devil's game with a positive covid test where you know more to be seen on that uh the rest of the team took some rapid tests today and seemed to be okay which is good news but I mean, just looking at some of the, the notable NHL cases in recent days, Matthew Barzell, Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, Sebastian Ajo, uh, basically the entire Calgary Flames team, Rasmus Sanderson, Byron Fro is it Froze? Freeze? I, always forget. I think it's Frazee. Frazee. Okay, you Frazee. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey, Erica Branson, Trevor Lewis, Jacob Markstrom, Tyler Pitlick, coaches, Daryl Sutter, who's like 5,000 years old, he might turn into a mummy. I, you know, the good news is most of these guys are, I think all these guys are vaccinated, which is great because they are less likely to get sick, you know, to get very sick and, you know, 
So that's good, but the fact of the matter is, like, this is spreading like crazy. I know there were more cases even beyond that. I know the Predators, right, have been dealing yeah, they with got hammered. cases. They got hammered. Basically, the whole roster is headed to, or at least, like, half of it uh, is headed to COVID protocol. And they're playing the Avalanche tomorrow um, still, despite all of this, which is kind of insane. So we're probably going to see a lot of AHL guys get a crack at it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the the league seems on a collision course for some sort of stoppage here or semi-bubble or stricter rules because the way this is going, I mean, oof, it's getting ugly out there. And this is not just an NHL thing either. We've seen uh, a little bit of an uptick with NFL and uh, I believe... The Cleveland Browns have a huge outbreak right now. Yeah, the NBA is having a little bit of trouble too, although not as bad as these two leagues are, but... Uh, there's there's a lot of this going around, and this new variant seems to be going pretty nuts. So, uh, yeah, not not ideal, um, especially when the season is already condensed, and uh, the league is in talks and stuff about whether or not players should even go to the Olympics this year. So, which is you know it sucks. I was really looking forward to NHL players being back in the Olympics because. Some of my favorite sports events from the past, you know, year past, I don't even know what time frame to throw it on right there. I would say past like 20 plus years are those NHL in the Olympics times. I mean, those are so much fun. They're great. But at the same time, these guys got to stay safe and they, you know, given the, the quarantine restrictions that China would be imposing on athletes, you know, leaving the country that could really hinder an athlete who wants to go over there and come back to the NHL or something. They could miss time. They could get kind of trapped in China for a while, which uh, I think anybody would say that is less than ideal. That's no good. Nobody wants to be trapped in China for three to four weeks. That sounds terrible. I, so I totally would not blame the NHL if they just said it's too risky. We don't want to do it. And also they could use the time where they have the break to reschedule games and, and really help fill in some of the difficulties that they're facing right now. Yeah, for sure. I, they, I'm kind of shocked that after today's wave, they didn't at least cancel some of these games, but who knows? Well, it's kind of a wait and see approach right now with how everything's playing out. Um, I I can't predict the future any more than any of them can, so we'll see. They should they should start to institute some things if this gets much worse, but hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully this is just gonna turn itself around somehow. I don't know how that would happen, but praying yeah. praying that it does because I do not want more weeks without hockey and more complications to the season and all this other bullshit. Had enough of that last year, so. Yeah, it wasn't great last year. Not not a lot of fun for people. Now, the NHL has, I believe today, they instituted a lot of the protocols that they had last year back into play as far as like daily testing and things like that go and also trying to limit like outdoor dining or, you know, not outdoor dining, but uh, indoor dining Good luck. when the team's on the road. I know, right? Got to show off your drip. But I... They're at least like trying to do some stuff there. So that'll hopefully help out. And on top of that, Canada is looking at instituting a lot of stricter, stricter regulations because Canada's having some issues with uh, 
variant right now, like the rest of the world. And one of the, you know, you want to talk about attendance here in Canada, specifically, I believe it was Ontario. They restricted indoor attendance for anything over a thousand people to 50%. So the Leafs have to scramble now and I guess cancel a bunch of people's tickets, like figure it out. That sounds like a logistical nightmare. Yeah, that's bonkers. I mean, maybe maybe what they'll do is try and take it so it's like, oh, you can't come to this game, but we'll give you tickets to another game or we'll we'll give you a jersey and like some other stuff to try and compensate for this. That's the only thing I could think of in order to solve this is just basically get people to give up their tickets in exchange for something else uh, to where they can meet this. But that's, yeah, we're, we're in a dire situation now and I, I don't think it's really being treated as dire quite yet but this is the nhl and a lot of other places are teetering on the brink of okay are we gonna have to go back into following all these strict rules again uh when we've had a couple of months here now of uh, a bit of lenience when it comes to some of that stuff so who, who knows right We've had some relative normalcy, but now because this variant is spreading so fast, I, we really might be heading back into some of the, the times we had last year. And Canada, I heard, even might be looking at restricting the border a little bit again for non-essential personnel, which you want to talk about something that would hinder an NHL season. That would be a big time hindrance. I don't think that'll be that big of an issue because uh, they've done exception stuff for baseball even when they had that in effect and some other stuff. Uh, And I I think it wouldn't be that big of a problem now because the legislation has been in place. So now they can adjust it a little bit to fit specific enterprises. But again, I'm not somebody who works for the Canadian government. I'm not from Canada. So I don't know for sure whether or not they would actually decide to apply some of those exceptions to NHL players or if they wouldn't. Who knows? I'm going to take a wild guess and say they would because, you know, hockey is Canada's sport, but uh, anything could fucking happen at this point. That's kind of the point of this whole conversation is this is such a mess and the league hasn't fully decided the direction to take on it. Um, So it's all very up in the air. Yeah, it's up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen. I know none of you listeners know what's going to happen. Just keep yourself safe and and make good decisions and yeah all that fun stuff well let's talk about stuff that we can speak with a little bit more authority on and that's the sport of hockey what you've come to this podcast to listen to some flyers talk let's get into it let's talk about the fact that the winless streak is finally over our long regional nightmare is over and it's just nice to have some fun hockey again, even though it feels like it's on the, the brink of shutting back down. But you know what? We've had some fun for three games. Let's talk about it. Three straight wins. The Knights, the Coyotes, and the Devils all have lost to the Flyers. It's especially last night's win. The 6-1 to one just beating of the Devils, the bashing of the Devils was so satisfying. It's the most satisfying win since the Kraken win early in the season. I I don't want to say this team's back because they still have a ton of warts everywhere, but at least they're fun. They're playing looser. It's a step in the right direction. 
here's my thing is and I hate to be the negative voice like I constantly feel like I am but uh I mean look at the teams they played come on now. like they they did play legitimately great hockey against the Devils and I don't want to take away from that because that was the best game they've played in this calendar year um and awesome that's really cool and I'm glad that they seem to be Putting it together a little bit underneath a new head coach, we're going to see this bullshit run to the wild card where they're a bubble playoff team, and then we enter next year not knowing what the hell they are again, uh, just like we all predicted. But uh, not going to complain about watching a good hockey because that was fun. I like when they score a lot of goals and play well, and that's an apt description of what happened against the Devils the other night is scored a lot of goals, six goals, and they played really well. They dominated that game legitimately dominated that game um and the devils while they're not a great team by any stretch of the imagination by most underlying numbers they're in the top half of the league, so they're not a total basement dweller meanwhile though you have vegas who still haven't really figured it out yet uh due to some injuries and covid stuff and i don't know not having it together this year and i didn't even think they played all that well in that game uh, I thought they played fine, but that wasn't a, oh shit, the Flyers have figured things out kind of game. And in that Coyotes game, I thought they got outplayed by the Coyotes for a lot of that. Um, oh, wow. Now, they mostly did keep them to the perimeter, but I I really didn't think that the Coyotes uh, got properly spanked by the Flyers in terms of the way that play was dictated like you'd hope that they would have. Uh, last night was the first time where you watched them and you were like, okay, this is what, when we came into the season, this is what we were expecting to see, was this team dominate on the forecheck and win battles in the neutral zone and create turnovers nonstop and uh, just overall execute that game plan very well. And then they worked the puck to the slot a lot, which was something that they haven't done during that losing streak and just in the year in general they they've been very content to sit on the perimeter so it was nice to see them at least i don't know just like score yeah <laughs> it was nice they haven't scored much seeing that cam atkinson just wackiness also seeing some guys score that either haven't been scoring much or well yeah let's just say haven't been scoring much because like travis sanheim scored his first of the season justin braun scored his second of the season Oski boy scored what was it his second of the season as well yeah and a lot of these were not great goals either some of this is uh, apparently McKenzie's... i thought Oski boys was great Oski boys was awesome but that that braun goal i mean knuckle puck no, braun goal was a total fluke knuckle puck but that's happening what like one every 500 shots and then uh i think that's justin braun's actual scoring rate <laughs> something like that and then uh the sanheim goal was just bad that's one of the worst short side goals I've seen given up this year. Mackenzie Blackwood was apparently playing through some form of illness, un- unsure on what it was, hopefully not COVID, but... Which is just great, you know? Like, yeah, let's play him sick when everybody's worried about a bug going... A, a, a virus going around. Lindy Ruff, are you shitting me? Are you shitting me? But I digress. <laughs> it's a joke. It's an absolute joke, as he would say. Uh, But yeah, he... He played through that and gave up a couple bad goals, but yeah, the Flyers deserve to win that game. They they look good. And Cam Atkinson, very fun. Uh scored a hat trick, first hat trick as a flyer, and uh 
had a four-point game, had a really nice assist, too, on the Lindblom goal where he just perfect saucer pass in the slot. So awesome from him. Streaky guy, uh, but when he's on, he can take over a game, which is pretty cool. Also nice to see some strong play from Carter Hart in two of these games. You know, seeing him in the Vegas game, he was the sole reason they won that game. Yeah, he was great. Vegas put up what 43 shots in that game he had 41 saves like uh, unbelievable or 44 shots and carter hart had 41 saves just an unbelievable performance from him i missed most of that one and uh i i attributed the win to my not being available to watch that one but uh, other people might have attributed to you know wearing the opposite of plastic bags on your head but uh i think it's because i saw a broadway show that night but <laughs> carter hart Go to New York, see a Broadway show. But Carter Hart, unbelievable in that game, and I was actually pissed he didn't get the shutout in the Devils game, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, the, the goal he gave up was like a whatever goal. I mean, you're okay if he gives up one of those. It wasn't... Oh, yeah. It wasn't it was like, like a, a multiple great... screen, like... Yeah, it wasn't like a, oh, like that was literally an unstoppable play kind of goal, but it's like, all right, there's two moving screens going across his face, shot from the point looked like it fluttered through the air a little bit and just kind of landed in a spot that he wasn't expecting it to go like yeah i'll take one of those that's fine he played really well in that game too i don't i don't think that the stats really reflect that but there there were a couple of devil's chances uh specifically in this little burst in the second period they had where he kept the flyers from letting things unravel and then the team figured it out after that little slump and just put the foot on the gas. Yeah, and it was nice to see them put the foot on the gas. That's something you have not seen much of this year. Uh, so look, it's not... The wins haven't been ideal, but at least they've been wins, which sounds like the beginning of the season. But at the very least, this is a looser team. You're seeing some guys who you know, really had tightened up and were not playing great under Vigneault, loosen up under Yo. And Vigneault, yo, so much rhyming there. But if you look over, like Travis Konechny had a bunch of points last week. JVR finally potted a couple goals. He had three goals in the Knights and Coyotes game. And I think he also had an assist in the Devils game. So JVR, the streakiest flyer, I would say, by a mile. Well, actually not a mile anymore than Cam Atkinson's here. But at least, you know, you're seeing some guys loosen up. One of the interesting developments I've seen and has been Claude Giroux back at center, which was something that Vigneault was very hesitant to do. In fact, did not go to that at all, even when Derek Broussard was the number two center option. And I feel like that was a mistake. Yeah, I I, wasn't. It worked out for what a week or two, pretty much. But then it was really well, more tough after that, more like a. Specifically after when Broussard went down and they still weren't doing that, I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, this is the break glass in case of emergency decision here. And I I think they, they put him over there. I don't know. Maybe I'm Mandela affecting myself here. I think he did play center a little bit, but I think he mostly was just they, they broke up the top line and they put him as a winger for like, Scott Lawton or Patrick Brown before he got hurt or whoever the hell they had uh, as like the two C at that point. I just cannot even recall. I, Patrick I've, Brown. I've what does he even? What do you even do here, Patrick Brown? 
I've, I've blotted all of this out of my memory because I don't want to let the flyers hurt me too much. <laughs> this is, by the way, one of my life goals with this podcast is to try and not let the flyers hurt me too much. Like people will go, I don't think anybody's ever come to me personally and been like, oh, Steve, why don't you get angrier about the flyers? Because I can't let them hurt me. I've had a lifetime of hurt from the Philadelphia Flyers, thank you. I don't need to let them hurt me any more than they already have. Yeah, but, like, uh, the the center depth now is actually half-decent, because it's like, all right, I got Terrier, who, by the way, has seemed to break out of this slump in the past couple games. He kind of looks like himself again now, which is good. Uh, Kevin Hayes is back. Uh, they're playing him in limited minutes because, again, he's coming off of a couple of injuries, but he's a pretty effective player still. And then Giroux, who's been having a great season and should be an NHL All-Star. Oh, no doubt about that. And also, congrats to Claude Giroux for breaking Bob Clark's power play point record. Yeah, and he's a couple points away from uh, Bill Barber's second all-time ranking for points scored by a flyer. One point away. So Claude Giroux, undoubtedly one of the great flyers of our time. Absolutely. And he probably won't win a Stanley Cup with this team, which is heartbreaking. <sighs> Yes, it is. But, you know, can't can't have it all, I guess. Uh, can't have anything. <laughs> can't, can't have shit in this house. Can't have shit. Can't have shit in this house. But, uh, I like that. Yeah, so he had a great game, Giroux, uh, the other night, too. I thought he had a couple awesome stretch passes. Uh, that, that pass to Atkinson for the hat trick was awesome. Just picked the puck off a guy's stick, came around uh, the right side of the goal, and just chucked it out in front, got it through, and Dan buried it. He's good passing the other night by the Flyers, but Drew had a couple beauties in there. Uh, oh, absolute beauties. That's so good. I mean, he's no Rasmus Ristolainen. No. <laughs> hey, he, he, I'll take I'll take digs at uh, Risto, you know, all the time, obviously. But he had a pretty okay game the other night, uh, aside from one kind of stupid penalty where, you know, Keith Jones was pretty upset about it, but I was like, ah. I feel, like, I feel like that's a pretty clear interference, man. Like, Founding member of the Wrist Alliance himself, Keith Jones, was so furious about that penalty. He was pissed. He I was, was cracking pissed. up. Oh, my God. No, he, had, he Risto had a nice assist. But let's talk about Claude Drew. Let's talk about the man who needs to be talked about. Like, just absolute beauties out there. He's having a hell of a year. He looks good with Kev Atkinson. I like having those two together. And... Your center depth is that much better by having Kevin Hayes back at third C at three C your $7 million three C. I want to talk about something too, really quickly before we kind of wrap up the show here. Um, this seems about to get Wade Allison back in the near future. Um, so that's kind of awesome. And I, I really, I really do think that we can't understate how big of an impact losing Wade Allison before the season even started has had, even though I don't think we thought it would be this big of a problem. That dude can just do so much that this team needs. Uh, and he was great last year. He's a spark plug. He's physical. He wins battles in front of the net. He's a great body to get a screen going. Um, he's not bad in transition. Uh, and then most importantly, he is not afraid to just grip it, and rip it. Uh, and that power play has been absolutely miserable. And I think while Kim Atkinson is a good shot, uh, he tends to be a lot better as a off-the-rush guy rather than a stationary dude uh, or somebody who's working off the cycle. Um, particularly on the power play, he's had some 
stuff where he'll he'll pull the trigger on a one timer, but you're like, all right, that doesn't look quite as much like when he's just picking corners coming off the rush. I think that's his forte. So is when he's just flying up the ice and he puts the puck exactly where he wants it to be. Allison in his time at Western Michigan was that dude where it's like you you pass it to him and he's gonna nuke it uh, whenever he gets the shot to take a one timer. Um, and then also, I mean, in terms of others, flyers who can shoot the puck, not, not anytime soon in the near future or anything, but probably a year or two down the road here, we're going to see Tyson Forster who can really shoot it. So a little, a little bit of hope in sight for this team, even though it feels a little bit bleak at this point. Oh, yay for hope. No, I'm excited about Allison. I know I, I did see some opinions going like, well, he's not a superstar. We shouldn't be. I'm excited. He's a hot mess. He's... <laughs> He's just a fun flyer. I think he's going to bring some fun energy to this team. I mean, the the thing is, right now, the Flyers had a brutal, brutal month of November, both injury, play, and schedule-wise. And they seem to be at least somewhat better right now. And they finally have some favorable opponents, so they really need to capitalize over the next couple games. They need to beat up on Montreal. They need to beat up on Ottawa. And I know these are teams that if you sleep on can take advantage of you. I think any team in the National Hockey League can do that. And we saw this repeatedly with the shit-ass Buffalo Sabres last year who whooped the Flyers a number of times last year. It was terrible. But the the thing is, these are winnable games. These are games this team should win. And I would like to see them blow the doors off these next two teams. Yeah, they're playing the Habs who are just putrid i mean genuinely an awful hockey team uh so that should be a win that's their that's entire kind of, roster is injured yeah that's kind of like when we were talking about how oh god they're just mired in this awful losing streak uh the schedule does get easier from here um now not not like cakewalk easy but uh looking at the rest of this month they got the habs who are just awful one of the worst teams in the league ottawa who they're not a super great team, but to be fair, they they've been pretty hot recently. To be fair, uh, they've been pretty hot recently. Um, so they're Next they're not gonna stuff. be an, they're not gonna be an easy out. The Caps that'll be a tough game. Penguins Backstrom just got back for the Caps too. Yeah, so Caps Penguins. You know, eh, you hope you hope you win one of those. Uh, but then the Kraken, who are dog shit, and. <laughs> Uh, the Sharks, who are weirdly actually okay this year, but again, not one of those teams where you play them and you're like, oh, that should be a guaranteed loss, or at the very least you go in and you're like, we have an above 50% chance to win that. And then heading into January, it's like, all right, we got the Kings, bad team. Ducks, weirdly good team. Penguins, good team-ish, maybe. Uh, the Sharks, who are whatever, uh... And then it starts to get kind of tough again. It's like, all right, you got the Hurricanes, you got the Bruins, you got the Rangers. Uh, Detroit's no pushover. Columbus isn't a pushover. There's there's a stretch at but the end of that month. But these are winnable games. Like, th- these are teams that they, they can beat. You know, it's just tough. Yeah, the stretch at the end of January should be nice, too, because they get Buffalo, Dallas, the Islanders, and then the Kings again, all of whom are not very good, so... I just feel like it's not as bad as November. November seemed especially bad. November was hell. Schedule. Was November terrible. was hell. And specifically, it was the back half of November was you see 
the Lightning, the Bruins, the Lightning again, the Panthers, the Hurricanes, the Devils were a winnable game, the Islanders game got postponed, and then you go into the beginning of the December, the Rangers, the Lightning again, the Avalanche again, and then another winnable game against the Devils, so... Just write the ship in time for the Disney on Ice trip. Oh yeah, and then they'll fall Where to pieces the flyers again. usually suck. They'll ass. fall to pieces. Fall to pieces. No, come on. This is the Disney on Ice trip where you guys gotta stand up and win every game because this is the final. Like, this if that happens, bit... if that happens, they're winning the fucking cup. That's no. They. I. Well, okay. Pittsburgh is going to be tough, but they can beat Seattle, San Jose, LA, and Anaheim. They could do that. I have this is the this Disney on Ice trip, man. They do. They do not win these games. Remember when Mickey it was back fucking in, Mouse and everything. <laughs> when it was back in 2019, they went on the road and they played the West Coast, and this was when the West Coast was awful, and got just waxed by everybody on that trip. They, this is the year, hey man. I'm I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. I'm going to bet on the Flyers in every game of that trip, and we're going to talk in the new year in 2022 and see how I did. Yeah, the Flyers will be... Uh, what's their record right now? Good God. It is bad that I don't know this. Um, they're, they're, I don't know that I can say they're they have gonna be, 11 wins. I don't know that I can say that they're going to be above 500 because I don't know that they are uh, in range of doing that if they win that Disney on Ice trip. It's what, three okay, games? It, Ge- gentleman's wager then on the the flyers being o- you're going to take under 500 I'll take over 500 I I will take under 500 yes okay and you'll take well, over and if they come out of that trip cuz it's a three game trip uh so they they currently are at 11 12 and 4 if they win this habs game which they should uh then the disney on ice trip starts with okay so there's three games until that disney on ice trip Okay, so the the wager is a Twitter avatar wager. Oh boy! So for a Flyers game of the the winners choosing, the other person must change their avatar for the night to whatever the winner chooses. Oh God, I I don't know what you have in mind for me. I certainly I have don't no have idea yet. I I've I came up with the like terms this, on the though. spot, but yes, a, a nice gentlemanly wager. We will talk in. This, I think the second week of 2022 to see how we did, but good. We have some, we, we have some skin in the game, if you will. Some rooting interests here. Yeah. <laughs> Besides rooting for the Philadelphia hockey flyers. To uh, well, you know, who, who does that? <laughs> who does that? Only a true psychopath does that. Only a true weirdo does that. <sighs> Let's go flyers. Hopefully the ship is somewhat righted. I know we are skeptical and we should be skeptical, but I would like to be somewhat hopeful just like, you know, at least there was one heartwarming moment in the past few days in the Coyotes game when Travis Konechny said, hi, Shane, <laughs> Shane Gostas pair. Yeah. It goes to have this big smile. It's just so, so pure and righteous. It was just a nice moment. It was wonderful. Um, and Travis Konechny, maybe not a first line player, but first liner in my heart because <laughs> he's, he's so fun. I don't. Yeah. Uh, also, miss you, Shane. Even if I think that you wouldn't be playing nearly as well as you are in Arizona, I don't think he's no. been like particularly great either. But he's scored a lot of points, and uh, the Flyers could use a guy who could do that right now. So they're letting shit rip, and I like it. Truly, 
truly they are over in Arizona. Uh, they they certainly do have a lot of shit to rip. <laughs> and on the note of letting shit rip, let's talk about Kevin James playing <laughs> Sean Payton in the Netflix movie. So my final topic of the night, and I saw this yesterday when this trailer rolled out there, and I, like, did Sean Payton green like this? Did he say, yeah. Who the hell thought this was a good idea? Who thought... <laughs> It's the King of Queens was the man to play Sean Payton. It's a Good Netflix God. movie about the year that Sean Payton was banned from the NFL for his team taking bounties out on other players. And it's a wholesome movie about him coaching his kids peewee football team. Uh, what? And Kevin James plays Sean Payton? Like, I... The, the funniest thing was the Twitter account that said, uh... uh, uh said... Kevin James is unrecognizable as Sean Payton. Yeah. It was just a picture of Kevin James it's just in a with a visor. visor. It's a visor. Oh my god. I would be so wildly insulted if I was Sean Payton about this. And that man, he seems like somebody who is very easily insulted because he seems like a bit of an asshole. So yeah, Sean Payton's the biggest bitch. I mean, he played Dreams and Nightmares in the Saints locker room after beating the Eagles in the playoffs. So fuck that guy. Fuck him. So, he's you know, he's I'm let Alshon Jeffrey bounce off the hands away from losing to fucking Nick Foles. So Big I don't want to hear it. Big dick, Nick. Big dick, Nick. So, Not yeah, a Hall you know of Famer. <laughs> I'm happy that Kevin James is playing him. I hope he plays him terribly. Oh, my God. I just... Can we, can we get a scene where we see Taysom Hill getting, like, Sean Payton's nudes as blackmail to explain how he got that contract? <laughs> That I've never understood Taysom Hill. I never will understand Taysom Hill. He's and... old and Mormon. This is it. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. And and he he does goofy things. Like, why do we care? Why did he get paid so much money? It makes no sense. Why did he get paid so much money? And why did Kevin James presumably get paid so much money to play a man half his weight? The, you know what? It's. If the actor fits the role, then you make accommodations, I guess. <laughs> I suppose. It just noted great acting mind, Kevin James. It's just bizarre, bizarre casting. I, I, I can't remember the last time I was so befuddled by a casting choice as this one. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, again, this dude is best known for King of Queens. <laughs> and he's. King of Queens or or the gay panic movie with Adam Sandler. <laughs> what? I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. What the you, hell is you, that? Are you familiar with this movie? No. Okay. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry was a movie from I I'm going to spitball this and forgive me if I'm wrong, but I want to say like 2010, 2009 around there where uh Adam Sandler and Kevin James are firefighters who decide to get gay married for like healthcare benefits or something but then they're both in love with Jessica Beale and she gets like changed in front of them and it's like whoa 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 that's something that always cracks me up about these movies is like Adam Sandler and Kevin James get to like you know because I'm assuming at the end of this movie, because it's an Adam Sandler movie, that one of them ends up with Jessica Biel, right? 
I'm pulling it up on Wikipedia, and by the way, I was remarkably close on a lot of the details of this movie. The only thing I got wrong was 2007 instead of 2009. Oh my god. So but yeah, like the final, the final part of the plot synopsis on Wikipedia is, two months later, Fred and Alex's brother, Kevin, are married in Niagara Falls at the same chapel as Chuck and Larry. At the wedding party, which features musical guest Lance Bass, Larry moves on from the death of his wife, and talks to a new woman, while Alex agrees to a dance with Chuck. Yeah, so one of them is gonna end up with Jessica Biel, like... So Alex is Jessica Biel. How the hell do they land Jessica Biel? How do they land Jessica Biel, man? Alex is Jessica Biel, Kevin James is Larry, and Adam Sandler is Chuck. And it also features Dan Aykroyd as Captain Phineas J. Tucker. (laughs) Yeah, like, this is... This is Jessica freaking Beale. I'm sorry if my suspension is ruined, ruined by Adam Sandler or Kevin James ending up with Jessica Beale. Like Jesus Christ! This is 2007, Jessica Beale, and you should look up the trailer to this after we're done because you're gonna lose your mind. Oh man! Well, now it's on my list because it's Christmas break for me, so uh, I'm just gonna sit in my room, work on Auburn hockey stuff, and uh, watch movies. That, this, you is, know? this is the optimal way to spend it. Nothing could be better. And nice job, by the way, with the promotion on those those jerseys. Those are nice jerseys that you rolled out there for the Auburn hockey team. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was pretty, pretty wild. Uh, it was like 12 o'clock at night the day before I was supposed to be leaving for Tennessee. And uh, Kevin Weeks, just out of the blue, decided to uh, retweet our post and be like, hey, give me a jersey. Um, and then... Hold on, I'm so terrible with names. I'm embarrassed that I am forgetting this right now. Uh, Arda Okal uh, for SportsCenter and uh, the NHL on ESPN also DM'd us and said that he wanted a jersey too and that he would wear it on TV and on SportsCenter's Snapchat, which is pretty bonkers. So a really cool experience as a guy who's been to kind of be the architect of Auburn's hockey program over here. Uh, that was that was pretty surreal. It was like one in the morning, and I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, what?" Uh, so work that out with him. The architect. Oh, calling yourself the architect. I like it. Yeah, it's uh, I'm an architect. I, I designed that addition on the Guggenheim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! Well, Eamon, nice work there. Nice job with the Auburn hockey program so far. And folks, thank you, Mister Jaco. Mr. Jaco. Mr. Jaco is my father. He doesn't even like being called that. Somebody called him that recently, and he's like, it's Mike. (laughs) In just like the most pissed off tone. Oh, yeah. He was like, he was a little surly about it. Oh, my dad. That's my dad. I I picture him being uh, Mike from from Breaking Bad. I picture him being Mike from Breaking Bad, where he just looks and he's like, it's Mike. He <laughs> loves just... Mike from Breaking Bad, so that's a pretty good comparison right there. <laughs> Alright, sorry for interrupting the end of the show there. My bad. No problem, dude. Folks, that's all we got for you, and it was plenty. If you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. You can reach Eamon at Jin and UC, like UC Soros, the goalie. Amen. what you got to plug, bud? Uh, I I mean, I'm not going to tell y'all to, like, buy an Auburn hockey jersey because that costs money, and money is hard to come by these days. But maybe just, like, check out the Twitter page. It's at Auburn Hockey. Um, 
something that I'm investing a lot of time and energy in. Uh, I just want to make sure that the best game in the world is available to as many people as possible. And uh, we're trying to increase funding for the club through this jersey sale and some other stuff to try and make it so that these kids who want to play don't need to drive 50 minutes to practice at like 11 o'clock on a weeknight when they're in school uh, and pay like 2500 to $3,000 in dues in order to cover their travel and all this other stuff. So go check it out if you want to. Not not gonna force you to. <laughs> not gonna force you to. Inspirational words. <laughs> All right, we'll check that out. Follow me at Flyperbole or Esteban. But if it's hockey, make it Flyperbole. Follow VSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey on the many social medias out there. There are many, and the Flype Instagram. I do stuff on there. Cool beans, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Wear your damn mask. Get your, I urge you to get your vaccine. I'm not going to force it, but I urge you. And until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show freaking rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stro Show. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports Channel. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.